stuck in the middle and the pain is under so I to get over welcome to the forefeminist allow me taking you into the world of feminism what it feels like being a woman in a man's world yeah you heard me right is it a man's world well you'll find out and I'll also be taking you what it feels like being a woman in a woman's world. Didn't tell when I told you women have their own world. I hope you come with me on this journey every weekend. I'm going to be taking you on the exciting, intriguing, and suspense-filled world of great women all over the world. So stay tuned. My name is Afarfem. are here this evening to celebrate the women on whose shoulders we stand. It really is a revolution. The women are not waiting for permission to do their work. And to be a voice for the women that don't have a voice. And in arts of history. No one can stop us. We will speak up for our rights and we will bring change through our voice. Our words can change the whole world because we are all together. The time for rhetoric is over. The time for pretending we don't know what is going on is over. And the time is now for equal rights for women, equal pay for women, and respect for women. What happens when you plant a seed? I suppose your answer is that it grows. Unfortunately, that's an incorrect answer. So I ask again, what happens when you plant a seed? Now I can feel your imagination running wild. That is exactly what happens when you plant a seed. You begin to think of the different ways to make it grow. This is exactly what is expected from the human life cycle. To think of ways to grow is purgative to live in a healthy and fulfilling life. Thank you for streaming in. This is The Eiffel Feminist. I won't wear makeup on Thursday I'm sick of covering up I'm tired of feeling so broken I'm tired of falling in love Sometimes I'm shy and I'm anxious Sometimes I'm down on Mondays Sometimes I try to embrace all my insecurities So I won't wear makeup on Thursday Cause who I am is enough And there are many things that I could change so slightly But why would I succumb to something so unlike me? I was always taught to just be myself Don't change for anyone I wanna laugh, I wanna cry Don't want these tears inside my eyes yeah. Don't wanna wake up and feel insecure I wanna sing, I wanna dance I wanna feel love inside my hands again I just wanna feel beautiful I 
growth is the same for every soul. Unfortunately, there are growth measurement inconsistencies and is the reason for this podcast. There are areas of life we have to measure growth. And there are the spiritual growth, physical growth, uh, of course, your parents, material growth, um, economic wealth, however you may like to call it. Emotional growth, professional growth, uh, family growth, mental growth. And the list is endless. You can add yours. But I have highlighted a few of this for you to understand, you know, what growth entails and what it is about. So growth, when you check a regular dictionary, is going to tell you that it is an increase in physical size. But this is a generic definition of growth. All right. So growth simply means that there is an increase. It doesn't matter what it is. It could be physical increase. It could be every other thing that I've alighted earlier. Anywhere we find an increase, we can conclude that growth has occurred. While the process of growth is hard, I must warn you that sustaining growth is even harder. What do I mean by this? We grow as humans, but at the end of it all, we die. People are still researching into eternal life. People are still working on that. I do not know when that invention is going to come through. So after we all grow up, we want to live forever, right? Sounds great, right? But right now, that's impossible. So that's why I said, grow. one thing is to grow. Another thing is to sustain 
the growth. But this podcast is not really about our physical, you know, growth and keeping it forever. I mean, in this physical space forever. It's about every other area of your life that you are interested in growing and increasing. Okay. And, um, but particularly how to sustain it. Because oftentimes people just think of growing, but they never really think of how to sustain that growth, right? Because when you think about how to sustain the growth you've had, it now makes you plan better. It makes you think ahead as opposed to being reactive. You become proactive so that you not just think, okay, I just want to grow. But when you start to think the other way around, okay, I want to sustain my growth, it makes you think better. So an example of this I'm going to give to you is someone who is saying, okay, I want to be a rock star. And what do they do? They go take a music lesson, right? They go take uh, some form of formal education to understand the business, you know, of music because they want to sustain being a rock star. But if another person says, oh, I just want to be a rock singer. Okay. Yeah, you can be a rock singer, but you are not going to be a rock star. Being a rock star makes, means you're going to do the extra work. You're going to understand the business side. You're going to understand every other thing the regular rock singer wouldn't understand. I hope you get what I'm trying to say right now. In the same way, when you think about growth in every other area of your life, spiritual growth, I'm coming to that in a bit because I do not want to talk too much. It's the holiday season. I'm already in an holiday mood, so I do not want to talk too much, you know, this week and the next. So just stay with me. So if you want to particularly grow a certain area of your life, you can pick one, two, three, but... I will suggest that you start from one because when you start from one and you've mastered the art of growing one area of your life, then it's easier, you know, to grow every other area, you know, of your life. Because when we take on so many tasks at once, sometimes we do not master it. So what you want to master is the art of growing and sustaining your growth. So let's take, for example, um, your physical growth, because that's everyone can relate to, okay? Physical growth, I mean, your appearance, how you look physically, um, your body frame, your size. Um, everyone in the world has a physical body, okay? Because everyone who has to interact in this plane has to have a body and the body is physical one. Okay. So every other body in another ethereal realm is not physical as far as planet earth is concerned. So now that you have a physical body, now take a look at your physical body. For example, it wasn't like this. So it was very small. What do I mean by that? Once the birthing are taking place, which is your mother has brought you forth into the world, you are just this little tiny creature. You know, anyone can toss around. <laughs> you know what I mean? It means you cannot help yourself. You need people to help you. You cannot eat yourself. 
you cannot walk yourself, you cannot sleep yourself. Yeah, everyone has to, all hands, okay, it's not everyone, of course. Some hands have to be on deck to ensure that you are nurtured so that you can at least uh, start crawling, you know, start working with support and then eventually you start working by yourself and then you're still this very small infant child and then you grow you know and what makes you grow it's the breast milk the food and all the other things that the, the drugs because of course a lot of them infants and babies they fall heal so they have to take care of them medically so this process, you see a lot of things I've mentioned. I even skipped so many. You know, you, they have to do your shopping. You have to dress a certain We have to dress like a baby. You cannot be an adult and dress like a baby. So there's a baby, there are baby clothes. They have to buy that for you. You have to look like a baby. You have to identify. Okay, that's the word. You have to identify as a baby so that everyone knows you're a baby. Okay, so at this point, you really do not know what exactly is happening to you in your own consciousness. All this is taking place, but you're growing because of all this um, process happening. You are growing, you're, you're growing fine, and you're growing well. Well, not everyone turns out well, of course. There is always the exception. All right, not everyone will turn out well. Some people along the way, maybe they had a very terrible childhood that is traumatizing them. Well, that's not what this is about. But what I'm just trying to say is that there is actually a process into adulthood. And that process, though, looks so simple because in our world today, everything is made so simple, you know, makes to, is made to look easy but the truth is that wasn't easy and now put into cognizance the amount of hours and time okay let me just put time okay let's break the time now realistic realistically into hours into minutes how many minutes between age zero to age 17 it took to make you grow into this adult that you are so you can now confidently say that the process of growth is not easy, right? You can tell that to anyone. It's actually not easy. It takes hours. I don't want to say years. It takes hours and hours and hours and minutes and seconds of consistently focusing on a particular thing. And I mean you to make you grow okay now i've said so many things about how we come about our physical growth yes there's the other parts of growing your physical body you know especially those who are into bodybuilding and who spend so much time into planning their diet you know to look a certain way and those who go for the cosmetic surgery i don't want to go into that because sometimes that part of adulthood can be very tricky. But now you understand the process of becoming an adult from being a baby, once a baby. Now, take this into context and put it in every other area of your life you want to grow. Is it your spiritual growth? Is it your material growth? 
Is it your emotional growth? Whatever professional growth, whatever area of your life you think, oh, it needs to grow. Now put into context what I just explained to you. Mm, Now you're thinking, right? So it means you probably are not doing it right. You just think, oh, all of a sudden I'm just going to be one big star in a day. No, it doesn't work like that. Or in a year. No, it doesn't work like that. Oh, I'm going to become this spiritual, you know, the spiritual person. I'm going to know what's going to come next, you know. You know, we read so many things in holy books, different holy books, you know, in the Quran, in the Bible, you wonder, is this real? You know, people actually grow themselves spiritually to a certain level that they have some kind of extraordinary power. But it's not something that takes one year or two years. So, but that may not just be what you're about. Maybe you're about your money. Yeah, your wealth. Or you think it's going to take you like five years to make it? No. Now put in context what I just shared with you. You're a baby first. And you have to grow and look at the process it takes to grow you, moving you around from, you know, being a t- to being a baby, dressed like a baby, breast milk and then food. So, and it takes conscious, you know what I mean? A conscious effort. And it also takes time. It takes so much time. And this is where I will explain to you what grace is. Because... At some point in the process of growing, you know, I made mention that not everyone turns out well. Yes, not everyone, you know, had a fantastic childhood. It means that probably there was some interference, right? Maybe some bad energy interfered. I would like to use that word, okay, because it's all energy, regardless of who is bringing that energy. So there was this dark energy, this energy that comes to disrupt, you know, what was going beautifully. And it also happens in every other area of life. While you're thinking, oh, I want to grow this thing. I want to advance myself. I want to, you know, grow my business. I want to grow my family. I want this this one dark, you know, energy that comes to interfere in it. So, but this is where grace comes in. And I'm just going to talk about it soon. So just stay with me. So while the process of growth is hard, um, it's very hard. Now you know. If you didn't know before, now you know. I must warn you that sustaining it is even harder. And there is a factor. And this factor, it is just 20%. It contributes. Um, So you put 80% of all the effort into whatever it is you want to grow. And this factor is just about 20%. So why do I have to waste? You know, I've heard people I've talked to over the years, they say, oh, I want to be smart, smarter. So I don't want to put 80% of effort. I just put like 20% and that other factor can put in 80%. But now you're doing it the wrong way because you have to put 80%. Um, I run by the 2080 principle. So you have to put 80% of the effort. The other 20% when it interferes in your effort is what people call luck. Other people may call it grace, whatever you call it. 
Okay, those are the two words that I know it's called. Uh, so whatever you call it, maybe karma, your good karma. My Hindu friends believe so much in the karma. It could be good karma or it could be a bad karma, depending on the kind of life you've lived before. Yes, that's what the Hindu people tell me. They believe in a life after now. And they also believe in this life, of course. And they also believe that, you know, you are experiencing your karma. Okay. Your karma are the things that you are experiencing because of what you have done. Maybe in this life or in the past life. So that's what the Hindu people believe in. Okay. So for those of you who do not know about what karma is, okay, now you understand what it is. So whether you call it luck call it grace, you call it karma, whatever it is, it is just 20% of everything you have to do, you know, to grow yourself. And when this 20% interferes, um, then it looks as if everything is magical. It makes everything you've worked for, you've um, toiled for, looking for the right word, you've put so much energy into feel so magical. And sometimes the story behind the success is buried, you know, behind that outcome that looks so magical just because of the interference of the 20%. The idea that grace is from an invincible I mean, invisible force, you know, especially for those Christians and some believers who believe that it's an invisible force that um, makes it happen. Okay. The truth is, it's not invisible because at the end of the day, it is someone who takes a decision at the dex that says, oh no, give him that promotion. Or uh, it's someone at the dex who says, oh no, let that person have that contract. Or someone at a desk who's saying, no, let a person have that certificate. Yes. So at the end of the day, is it an invisible force? Um, well, I do not know, but I think it's questionable. If you think it's an invisible force, that would interfere. But not to rule out the power, of course, of the supernatural. We know their supernatural forces, but not to rule out, you know, their presence. But at, what I'm just trying to say is that in human interaction, it's not usually invisible because it's someone, it's always someone who has to take a decision. That's what I'm just trying to say. It's not an invisible force, you know, that is going to take that decision. And you can find grace anywhere. What it means is you can find grace with any person, any human, you can find grace with whoever. They do not have to have known you. They do not have to be friends. They do not have to be family. They do not have to. You just can find grace anywhere. And for those people who don't know what grace is, I already mentioned it could be called luck, it could be called karma. But just to make it a lot more simpler, it's just a you know, finding approval for something, you know, um, favor, you know, mercy, pardon, um, a special, you know, favor. It's a special favor um, that exempts you from the rest. Okay, so you have um, 
multiple people auditioning for a talent competition. And you have thousands and thousands of people. And out of the thousands and thousands of people, you have at least 30% of them who are as great as you. Um, they have the same talent as you. And not just that, they even have even much more, you know, advantage than you because, uh, because of course, maybe they're more um, seasoned. Check in their professional background. You know, they're more, they're more excellent. That's the word. They're more excellent. But for some reason, you know, you go for that audition and um, you're singled out because, of course, in every audition, in every competition, I'd like to call it a competition because it's all about competition. You apply for a job, it's a competition. You go for an audition to become a superstar. It's a, it's a competition. You go to school to get grades, good, good grades. It's a competition. But even though you, we do not call everything a competition, but it's actually a competition because you are trying to be the best next thing among you know a group so it's a competition so when you go to express your talent somewhere you're going to i've done the work of course <laughs> that's why idol is very interesting because we get to see people who never did the work and they just want to be superstars overnight and so they go make a fool of themselves on stage in the name of an audition so we see those types of people but before you go it's usually expected that you've done the work. It means you've trained your voice. You've, you know, selected a song you want to use during your audition. Um, you've trained over and over again. God knows how many hours you've trained. You've spoken to a voice coach. Um, you've taken formal classes for those people who go the extra mile. I'm just talking about a few things people do in order to be on that stage, right? Even before I got on the radio, it's the same thing that happened. Behind the scenes, I had already, you know, prepped myself. I had already compared events behind the scenes. I had already, you know, gone for other competitions. People never knew about. Like I've been sent to stage where I'm auditioning, you know, whether it's a music competition or whether it's um, an acting competition. So it was not a new thing to me when it was time to audition to be on the radio because I had already done that over the years. So in the same way, when you want to, you know, when the moment of grace happens, you have prepped yourself. So when it, the moment happens, it just feels magical. So now you've prepped yourself, you've gone for the audition, you are now there, someone is taking a decision. But to actually think it's an invisible force is where a lot of people find very disturbing. Because many people that I know coming from where I, my background, um, of course, I come from a family, very strong religious background back home in Africa. So there is always this belief of this invisible force. But then it's someone actually. So Maybe the invisible force is interacting with the physical person to take this decision we do not know yet. But it's always a person taking that decision. Someone is sitting there and someone is saying, oh, you sound great. Mm. I think she should come on board. We want her on board or we want 
him on board. You know, there's always someone who is actually speaking on or behalf of you taking that decision. And this happens in every area of life. Now back to areas of growth. We want to change. Is it spiritual? Is it physical? Is it money? Is it emotional? Is it professional? Family? Mental? It's just the same. It's just absolutely the same process taking place. You put in the work. You don't want the getting your hands dirty. That's the way the, the call that's in the business world. Get your hands dirty. You're doing the work. And then when the 20% shows up, which is the luck, the grace, the car, the good karma, then it feels magical. But until then, until you put into your subconsciousness that for me to be able to sustain my growth, I have to put in the work. Because oftentimes people use the word growth and it's become cliche. And that's why this podcast has been done because you need to understand that growth doesn't just happen. It takes time. It takes effort. It takes hours, minutes, seconds of consistency and not just consistency, being intentional about the area you want to grow. You have to be intentional about the area you want to grow. I'm going to take a pause, but I will be back. All right, yeah. I love Beyonce. And that's um, ego. But this is where, you know, I just wrap it all up. I've been able to convince you that you cannot be where you want to be without putting the work. Because the truth is everyone you see on the stage are putting a work. Nothing comes by luck. Yes, we like to use the word often, but they've put in the work. And that's why it all appears magical. And we can actually say it's luck because at the end of the day, it's luck, right? <laughs> but not. Well, well, well. This is where I now interfere. I'm going to interfere as usual. So while in a bid to gain growth, you must also recognize what earning something means. So you put in the work. You gain something, right? You've grown. So, but how do you earn something? When you have been graced, you gain. But not necessarily that you earned it, right? What do I mean by this? What I mean by this is not for you to look at other people's growth and envy it. You know why? Because it was just grace at play. They put in the work as you did, but grace had a major play out here. Okay. You don't want the word grace or luck at a major play out here. Did they necessarily earn it? Maybe not. <laughs> but who are you to judge that? Well, 
Well, if you ask me, they earned it in a way. You know why? Because they didn't just sit without doing anything. Uh, because, yes, earning something requires an extra effort and struggle. And we see that all the time. When people, you know, go the extra mile, you know, to get something or acquire something, to struggle for it. They go the extra. What I say? Extra mile. It doesn't mean... The other person didn't go the extra mile. They only did the usual thing. But people who earned something went the extra mile to earn it. But that doesn't, you know, rule out your success or rule out whatever it is they achieve. So, in summary, think of progress over anything. Remember, anything that is not growing just dies naturally. This is what this is about. Thank you for streaming. But I will be back. I want to leave you with Beyonce. Because she's an epitome of everything I have said in this podcast. Up in the middle and the pain is under. To add it over. Welcome to the Four Feminist. Allow me taking you into the world of feminism. What it feels like being a woman in a man's world. Yeah, you heard me right. Is it a man's world? Well, you'll find out. And I'll also be taking you what it feels like being a woman in a woman's world. Didn't tell her when I told you women have their own world. I hope you come with me on this journey. Every weekend, I'm going to be taking you on the exciting, intriguing, and suspense-filled world of bright women all over the world. So stay tuned. My name is Afarfem. here this evening to celebrate the women on whose shoulders we stand. It really is a revolution. The women are not waiting for permission to do their work. And to be a voice for the women that don't have a voice. And an arc of history. No one can stop us. We will speak up for our rights and we will bring change through our voice. Our words can change the whole world because we are all together. The time for rhetoric is over. The time for pretending we don't know what is going on is over. And the time is now for equal rights for women, equal pay for women, and respect for women. Oh, thank you.